In a previous class, we explained that the concept of the Nefesh Bahamis, as Al-Tarebbe calls it, the first of the two Nefeshos, is the Tzad HaKlipa Vasitar Achra. So we explained the distinction between Klipa and Sitar Achra, as the Sitar Achra bring the negative energy within the world and within the individual, as the Gemara defines man as... Uh, a microcosm of the whole cosmic world and the klipa is the shell and the shell has its positive qualities or certain shells has its positive qualities but eventually all shells are, are primarily a negative entity so this nefesh this animating energy that gives life to the human primarily focuses on survival as we mentioned and its need for survival is predicated on the fact that it's a physical, um, that it's a spiritual entity entering and animating a physical entity. So therefore, its focus is the survival of the physical entity. And within the physical entity, in the old philosophical um, um, science of the day, they believed in the four elements of uh, fire, water, earth and, and water and wind as being the four components that made up all matter and therefore the Rebbe here uses that as the marshal for explaining how the Nefesh Bahamas relates to the physical, physical world and being that that is primary its focus it's the four elements become four triggers or four, um, four uh, archetypes of of uh, or clusters, perhaps would be a better word, of of negative um, or necessities for survival in in, in a negative way. So Dalatrebe says that he starts with explaining that these four elements, the 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 four bad elements coming from the Nevesh of is coming from the Sitrachos, so they're negative. Energy, so therefore, they're negative physical um, clusters of, of, of root cause of energy. So the first one is fire. Fire is uh, it's actually somewhat of a discussion whether fire is the highest uh, in, in the in the realms. The Rambam in his in, in his first few chapters in Hilchos Yisraeli outlines these four levels and defines. Fire as the highest, um, the closest to the to the metaphysical is fire. Um, others and in other places it says that wind ruach is higher than fire. Either way, Al Trebbe here uses fire as the first, and Al Trebbe says that the element of fire contains within it the negative energy of fire is the fact that its um, effect psychologically is that it stirs anger or triggers anger and gaiva, haughtiness, self-centeredness, egotism, narcissism, etc. Now, the correlation between the, the H as being kas and gaiva seems quite obvious, um, but just to elaborate on the point for a moment, kas, anger, is something which is driven by a person who obviously feels a certain uh, element of being disrespected, a certain part of the person who, who, who his, the, the self has been uh, touched. And it triggers within the person a very deep 
uh, need to express. Some people have the ability to express what's going on internally through um, calm, collective, objective words. And for others who, for whatever reason, perhaps their nurturing hasn't allowed for them to learn how to deal with their emotions properly, um, it triggers within them the only form of expression, which is anger. But the anger is based on this fire, this, this sense of, of energy that is about the, the survival within this, the, the survival of within the person from the perspective of my existence is of the of the ultimate of ultimate ultimate state of importance to me, and the way that I exist is to make sure that no one else um, could uh, could put down my existence. The idea of existence in itself is when there's friction between two existences. What defines one existence over another? What's a known existence? A known existence is when two things merge together and the fact that one can't be in the same place as the other one and the one can't be together in the same place that identifies one thing versus the other so the only thing that we know of, of existing of existence is based on it's a relationship to other things so when a person feels threatened and a person feels that their existence is being threatened by the other so that triggers a response of needing to bring out that they do exist like for example in, in an animal when an animal feels threatened, a lion, for example, will roar, will show that uh, you, you, you know, to st stay off and back off. It's a need, a survival need, to show that you're not going to trans transpass onto my existence and and take away my existence. So that's where the gaiva, that's where caste comes in. It's it's that element of fire, which is that extreme sense of uh, the deep sense of, of, of the feeling of existence or the sense of existence that uh, becomes triggered. And likewise, gaiva, gaiva is not necessarily triggered by someone else. Gaiva is, is more of the person strongly identifying with their own existence on a very high, strong level, the sense of the superiority of, of, of being better, of, of, of having a sense of of their existence overpowering other people's existence uh, it, it leads to us a need to control perhaps a need to 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 to, to manipulate uh, a need to always uh, uh, you know be uh, non be, be defensive in certain aspects and not being vulnerable all of these are character traits of gaiva which again all stimulate is all stimulated and triggered by this 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 root cause this ish cause of this deep sense of existence that is um, either being uh, challenged or is just on a hyper sense of uh, needing of expression and it comes out in this form of gaiva the next, the next element is the element of water. So the Alphab explains that the source of pleasures comes from water. Water being the main uh, source or the main ingredient necessary for things to grow. And the idea of growth, the idea of plant life, and today we understand that uh, the sources of pleasure for many people is, is plant-based whether it's marijuana or other forms of plants, tobacco, etc. Um, so I think today, and even back in the day, this, uh, the idea of pleasure 
or the psychedelics that give us a sense of uh, escape is something that we could uh, relate to based on the, the idea of something that grows and something that comes obviously through water as, as plants need water to, to exist and to grow. But either way, water is seen as the element that uh, is, is, is the source of the pleasure seeking within a person. Um, science, science today, is, is psychologists today identify certain regions in the brain that are, um, are wired and programmed to um, process sources of pleasure and certain people have a disposition to become addicted to certain pleasures and that's where people become addicts um, because their brain registers that pleasure is by doing X, Y, and Z even to, even to the point of where it becomes det detrimental to the person but because it's pleasurable and it's the only sense of pleasure so therefore it becomes uh, extremely important and again it could become an, a necessity for survival. The nature of, of us human beings is that we, we look for pleasure either as a means of escape or as a means of feeling our existence. Um, a person who will do uh, uh, daring types of behavior like bungee jumping or things like that, a lot of the time it's rooted in this need to feel alive. And that feeling of needing to feel alive is, is only once the person feels like they push themselves to the extreme where they bring out the greatest sense of pleasure. We know that the, generally we don't feel our existence, we don't feel being alive. Um, that's actually a cause sometimes for a person to be depressed, as we'll talk about. But generally people don't feel alive until the sense of life, the pleasure of life, is something which is constant. So as Chassidus explains that, that a tainuk tmiti, any tainuk, a constant pleasure is not something which is a felt pleasure. So only once a person is Brought, is, brings themselves to the brink of the opposite of life, do they actually sense the halation and excitement of living. So for some, that's their sort of source of pleasure. But pleasure is, is really essentially a very, um, again, a very uh, basic element to one's life, to one's survival, to one's needs. And uh, some people use pleasure to a, uh, they, they, they abuse the, the, the need for pleasure by uh, hurting themselves and, and, and destroying their abilities to function as, a, as proper human beings. But the, the very essence of pleasure is something which is actually seen as a negative drive within a person. Now, one could ask, isn't pleasure a basic necessity or a basic element of, of a person's life? In fact, in Chassidus, it talks about the fact that pleasure is something that we're looking forward to in the times of Elam uh, Haba, and Elam Haba it's all about the pleasure and all that. In truth, though, pleasure in itself has no basis. Pleasure, if one looks at life and is looking and seeking pleasure, that, that is not life. Life is not about pleasure. There are things that one could um, enjoy and one could receive pleasure from having time with your children, spending time with your spouse, um, having a good conversation with a friend. There could be productive pleasures watching uh, a documentary for some that could be a pleasurable experience. Eating certain foods could be a pleasurable experience. But when one asks themselves what is their purpose and what's their mission, what's the, what's the ideal in life, the ideal is not the pleasure that they gain from it. It may be a good thing that they're doing, but the seeking and the needing for pleasure, that's coming from this point of needing of survival, of the physical elements of survival, which as we explained here is the idea of water.
The third level, which is Hoyulus Kalutsanis Vitifaris Vidvarm Batalim is Misaid Haruach. The element of wind brings about this element of being um, sarcastic, um, wasting time, being uh, being just uh, you know jo- jolly-go-lucky type of personality, where seemingly nothing uh, seems to phase the person, and the person just constantly is within a state of deflection and not taking anything serious. It's also a coping mechanism. It's a mechanism of where a person is being self-destructive by not allowing themselves to actually, um, you know, nurture anything in life because everything is just is, is it's more about allowing life to pass without actually taking the, the the bull by the horns, taking the reins, and making life move in a direction that will be beneficial for you. So, so the ruach is like wind, which has has no substance to it. It's a life with no substance. It's it's purely purely wasting time in its in its form in its in its in its in its worst form could be obviously a person who's just watching movies the whole time or or just you know chit-chatting and having nothing productive or constructive in their lives and this again this is a trigger that for some is is a coping mechanism a mechanism of life is too stressful life could be too overwhelming um People who are dealing with um, the, 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 the questions of what their purpose in life is and the questions of being successful, low self-confidence, a lot of times use these forms of, of escapes or, or, or survivals uh, in order to, to, to at least live and, and not get uh, too caught up in their negative emotional uh, turmoil. So again, the Yisoyed Haruach has this, these uh, elements, it's a cluster of these types of negative um, uh, tr- um, elements that creates a, a, a necessity of, of one's negative state that doesn't have the healthy outlook and a healthy ideal, idealism, but more focused on the self and uh, brings out this, this type of negativity. And the last one is is, is laziness and depression which comes from earth. The, so the correlation here is quite obvious. Earth doesn't move um, by itself. It's something which remains stagnant in one place. And likewise, when a person is depressed and a person is lazy, their behavior is very stagnant. A person who's lazy is, doesn't have any ambition or drive or aspirations to go anywhere or even if they do they just don't have the courage or the the inner conviction to get themselves to do something positive in life and uh, therefore they revert to a just a a passive state of existence which is a state of laziness of, of not getting and doing anything they could be very capable people very creative people but um Again, this could also stem from uh, low self-confidence. It stems from a, 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 a fact of just uh, feeling overwhelmed by life. So therefore, there's like a certain sense, like I'd rather tune out and, and not have to challenge myself because I, if I feel challenged, I, I start feeling more negative, etc., etc. So there could be other, uh, there could be culprits that bring out this laziness within a person. It could be a disposition. Certain people have to work on their personality um, disposition, which is to be lazy, and depression obviously is 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 the, is the strongest of them all, which may be the root cause to many of these above mentioned triggers or clusters and, and necessities of survival. When a person is depressed and a person is despondent, the person is, is is feeling very sorry for themselves. The person is feeling 
that uh, there's nothing really worthwhile out there in life and therefore it triggers a very deep, deep sense of worthlessness, um, uh, lack of value, self-value, um, and therefore anything that is that could have or could be motivational or, or, or a sense of drive or passion is completely crushed automatically by this de depressive outlook of where you right away sabotage yourself by looking negatively at everything. It's the ultimate negative uh, energy flowing through the system of a person and it's rooted in the deep wanting to be something other the deep want to be have something better, the deep wanting again of living, of surviving, of being in, in the world, in the physical world, and wanting something more for themselves. So either they think of themselves uh, as not being uh, what they want in a physical way, or they think of themselves not being the way they want to be intellectually, or whatever it may be, but because they have a very negative self-image, and they expect or, or think that they should be different, or they look up to other people, and their measuring sticks are other people, whatever the different triggers are for depression, and over here, we're not necessarily talking about severe clinical depression, we're talking about just a basic lack of interest, a basic lack of, of, of not interest in waking up in the morning to do anything because you don't have any sense of self-value, of self-worth, and uh, you always sabotage any real meaning in life because you always see the negative side to things. And then it fuels a lot of what we mentioned before, it fuels a lot of anger, it fuels a lot of necessities to just allow life to pass by wasting time, pleasure seeking, etc, etc, etc. So in a way, the offer, you say the offer is actually the root, as, as it makes sense, we know in the physical world, offer is the lowest, it's the thing that's on, it's, it's, it's the lowest level and it's the thing that is the element that is the foundation of everything else, built on the ground. So likewise, depression, when the foundation is depression, so then everything else just is an outgrowth of that. Um, in our generation, we are living with a lot of negative energy and a lot of the, the press energy, which uh, usually, uh, usually coexists with anxieties, which all, put those together, all the other negative character traits that we mentioned before come together. So these are the four main elements of the, of the physical world that the Nevesha Bahamas begins to, begins to uh, operate with and, um, and, and when, they're, when they're triggered, these types of uh, negative character traits or negative uh, temperaments are, 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 are triggered and brought out in a very unhealthy way. Now, Tereva concludes with a very interesting and sort of controversial idea. We'll just uh, run through it a little bit, even though it's something which is, needs a lot more time to analyze and discuss. And that is a fundamental difference between the Nefesh HaBahamis of a Jew versus the Nefesh HaBahamis of a non-Jew. The Nefesh HaBahamis of a Jew, the Rebbe says, possesses some positive. As we mentioned, the Klippa has two count, has two, there's two forms of Klippa. There's Klippa Noiga, which means a Klippa which shines. Um, we gave the example of the perforated eggshell that has the ability to, to shine, has the ability to uh, have some positive qualities within it. It's a shell, it's still a, a, a defense mechanism, so to speak. It's still a layer of darkness, of concealment. But within that darkness and concealment, there could be some positive drives as well. And then there's the Gimel Klippa Satmeus, which is complete darkness. Complete darkness in the sense that there's no obvious, overt sense of positive 
energy within it whatsoever. Although, as, as, as we'll, we'll see, there is perhaps, uh, there is the Hasidi Umas Oilam that have Gimokwip Satmeis initially as their source of their Nefesh Bahamas, but with that they could transform themselves into having a Nefesh uh, Bahamas from Klippas uh, Noiga, and therefore they could sort of attain a level of goodness, natural goodness. But the Altarebbe here creates this distinction between Jews and non-Jews, which as I mentioned is sort of controversial in the eyes of some. The Rebbe, when the Tanya was being printed in English, the lessons in Tanya, so there was a question asked to the Rebbe whether they should put and translate this part of the Tanya in Tanya. Now the Rebbe said absolutely. Now the Rebbe brought proofs to this idea um, that the non-Jews, whatever good they have, is not motivated by an altruistic good, but rather on a selfish level. And uh, it's based on a necessity for their own self-engrandisement, their own self-ego, uh, and therefore that's not true good, it's not coming from a place of, of, of help, of, of positive energy, but rather of negative energy. So Al-Tabah says, Even the good qualities of every single Jew that they possess naturally, innately, from their state of birth, as the Gemara says, that they are compassionate, and they give kind, acts of kindness, um, the Alter Rebbe here doesn't uh, go through all three. The Gemara says that they're by Shonim, that they're uh, people who also possess a certain element of uh, of uh, edelkeit and, and 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 being, you know, uh, not so. Uh, in Yiddish, we use the word grub. Um, they have a certain uh, element of being uh, have a certain state of busha. But either way, the Altrabiyah focuses on the fact that they have elements of being compassionate and kind and giving and so, and so on and so forth. Bois Mimeno also come from the Nefesh Bahamas of a Jew. And the question is, if we just describe the Nefesh Bahamas comes from the Sitra Akhra, comes from the side of Klippa, comes from the side of negative energy, how does it have possess these positive energies? So the Altrabiyah says, Ki Yisrael Nefesh Zu the Klippa, he because by a Jew his sort of his his klipa is klipas noiga, which we explained about before. She which also possesses an element of good, and the source of it on a spiritual plane. The Jewish source, the the source of the Jews Nevshavahamis comes from the Eitz Hadas. So this is an idea and a concept that's explained elsewhere in Hasidus that the the, the Eitz Hadas represents the idea of the tree of 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 the, the source of all the mixture of good and bad, of where the, 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 the lines of, 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 of positive and negative energies become blurred, and there's, 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 there's this, this confluence of both positive and negative energies. And um, the, a Jewish soul stems from this source, and therefore the Jewish soul possesses both negative and positive qualities. And the positive qualities are, are, are genuine positive qualities. A Jew, when a Jew feels for someone else, it's a genuine feeling for the other person. It's not a selfish, motivated feeling for the other person. Now, the Jew also has negative qualities. So a lot of times it could be based off narcissism as well. A Jew could be very narcissistic. A Jew could be very uh, pleasure-seeking and self-centered as well. But he does have the ability to be... A, a purely altruistic and purely out there for the other person to help the other person. Versus the souls of the non-Jews. Come from the other types of klipas, which Al-Trebi here doesn't define, as he will define later, that they are 
the Gimel Klibas Atmeis, Shein Bem Toiv Klal, which has no good whatsoever. Uh, the Rebbe points out that it doesn't mean that they have no good whatsoever. They do contain elements of good because anything comes from God. All creation, all existence comes from God, and God is good. And therefore, there has to be some qualities of goodness with even the, in, in the non-Jew. But um, and here, the Torah is focusing more on the distinction um, between the Jewish Nefesh Bahamas versus the non-Jewish Nefesh Bahamas. So he points out how they don't have any good again from Vital explains in Sharmim Tesper Gimel the whole that every good that the Jew, that a non-Jew does, is selfishly motivated. Kedisa the Gemara, the Gemara Bababasha, Al-Pasek V'chetes Chatos, the kindness of the nations is actually a sin. That all kindness that the non-Jews do is only for self-aggrandizement, for self-ego, um, uh, and so on and so forth. I think the main point for one to recognize is not to look at oneself and say, as a Jew, I'm better, superior to the non-Jew. It's recognizing the fact that we do believe that there's differences. Although the American Constitution says that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that every man is created equal, that is not true from the perspective of Torah. We don't believe every man is created equal. Every man is created equally capable on some level of performing acts of goodness if they so choose. But in terms of the motivation, in terms of the inner internal elements of what's driving that force, a Jew could be, is, is, is motivated by an altruistic place versus a non-Jew is, is driven by a selfish, egotistical place, a narcissistic place. And as we mentioned before, that's the primary focus of the Nefesh Bahamas in its ultimate negative state, which is solely for, them, for itself. So it could do good, but the good is, self, is always self-motivated, self-beneficial. You have, let's say, certain personality types that are very um, charismatic and uh, they, they present themselves as being very genuine and very kind and very nurturing. But they're really all out for themselves. It's either to, 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 to have more followers and to feel good about themselves or to manipulate other people or, or to be able to eventually control people and, and so on and so forth as certain cult leaders, as we've seen in the past, have done. So not that Jewish people don't possess these qualities as well, but again, a Jewish person has the ability to when they focus within their klipas noigat to do good, they could actually do good and be um, motivated strictly by the other person and helping the other person. So in conclusion of the first parak of Tanya, the Al-Tarebbe outlines first and foremost his major um, chiddush, so to speak, his major um, paradigm shift, and that is that when we speak about a tzaddik and a rosh and chazal, we're not talking about the the tzaddik Russia in the borrowed sense, meaning in the sense of, of one whose actions are good and righteous versus criminal actions and non-good actions. But rather, we're talking about tzaddik Russia on the ultimate internal self, the self on the deep level, the place of where it stems from within that person's identity and the person's disposition, his personality. And from there, there's, there is a distinction between a tzaddik and a rosh and a benini. And as we're going to move on to see the difference between the two a lot more strikingly in, in, the, coming, in the coming chapters. But in this chapter, the Rebbe focused primarily on what is a tzaddik. As a tzaddik has no evil inclination, has no negative drives, is not, uh, is not motivated by any of the neg- negative 
um, energies that are in the world versus in a, 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 uh, a Russia, as we'll see, is primarily overwhelmed and controlled by the negative energies. And now Tarebbe moves on to explain that every Jew, even in the Tzaddik, even in Russia, possesses these this, the, 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 the dualistic souls, this, the Nevesha Bahamas, which we start off explaining, which comes from Klippa and Sitra Afra, and the qualities or the negative character traits that come from the Sitra Afra, and how they play a role in a person's uh, makeup and need for survival. And uh, finally, the Altaibah brought out the, the distinction between the Jew and the non-Jew in this sense, that even in the Nevesha Bahamas, there's still a distinction between the Jew and the non-Jew, the Jew being altruistic, possessing a quality of altruism versus a non-Jew always is still caught up on their own ego and self-centeredness, being the ultimate of the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas.